Hey guys, this is Felissa Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, where tonight we will be reviewing 1999's Sleepy Hollow, directed by Tim Burton. Uh, Todd is having some mic issues, but hopefully he will be joining us shortly, but I will take over hosting duties for now. I am Joe, and I am here, as always, with the beautiful Sam. How sweet. And the always handsome Steve. How sweet. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up? Uh, what are you up to over there, Steve? Anything uh, any spooky anything spooky this week? I know we're we're approaching Halloween, so uh, anything good going on? No, they're pretty much uh, almost confirmed that they're canceling Halloween here. Um, our COVID cases are just too bad to uh, uh, warrant, you know, risking kids lives i guess or people lives for halloween candy so people are already starting to look at alternatives and what you know people can do from home and stuff which is a good time for people to listen to horror podcasts and watch horror movies so i'm just saying <laughs> um so yeah so we're, we're still trying to figure out on our end what we want to do i mean watching horror movies is kind of you know every day here so it's not a big uh thing so uh if anyone has recommendations i mean shoot them to me on you know on social media because uh I'd love to know. Uh, what would you guys do if Halloween was canceled and you had to stay in for the night? Would you do anything special? Um. Well, it seems like it's definitely canceled. Like here, like Salem actually just announced like this past, this like last week that like please don't come to Salem. Like just because crowds have gotten like crazy and they weren't expecting crowds to be as crazy as they were, so they put out like a. The, the mayor put out like this big press conference saying like basically if you don't already have plans don't show up um and they've canceled like all events and anything that they did plan so halloween pretty much is canceled here so our plan i think is we're planning just to stay home and just kind of have a our own spooky night in um so yeah that's kind of our plans but yeah, so unfortunately, it's sad because we're always very excited to do all the fun Halloween activities here, but it's definitely a little different this year. Um, I will say they didn't cancel trick-or-treating. They have told everyone it's at your own discretion, so I guess we will see some Halloween trick-or-treaters out. We won't get any personally just because where we live, we wouldn't get them, but um, at least the kids will be able to get out there and trick-or-treat, so that's kind of fun for them anyway. Yeah. So I have a question for Sam, or both of you, but Sam, I know she likes to talk about this kind of stuff. If I can kick, kick my mic off my face. Uh, <laughs> so uh, holidays have like, you know, they have certain like meals that people usually prepare for them. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, uh, 4th of July, Canada Day, all that kind of stuff. What would be the quintessential meal for Halloween? It's a great question, Steve. Um... I don't know, something warm, something hearty, and then you make it spooky. Like a grilled cheese sandwich, but you put <laughs> scary eyes on it. Or chili, and you put fingers in it. Like real fingers? Yep. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> what about Ghost Toast? The hell is Ghost Toast? Do you know what Ghost Toast is? I think you told me last year and I laughed at <laughs> Yeah. Really? Do you guys? Uh, I think so. Sam, I always thought this was just a New England thing, but apparently Sam said they had it in Kansas. Do you guys know what fluff is? Is it the fluff? Jiffy Puff? Is that Jiffy Puff? Fluff. No. Like marshmallow. Like mar stuff. like marshmallow fluff. No, I've never heard of that. All right, maybe it is just Steve. Yes, you have. <laughs> well, well, maybe it's like it's a... under their different name, but not yeah. As well, it's like a marshmallow spread, kind of like you know jelly and peanut butter, but it's like marshmallow based. Um, and you put basically what you do is you spread that over some toast, and then take some chocolate chips, and you make a little ghost face, and that's your and that's ghost toast. Hmm. Have you heard of that, Todd? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, okay. It's um, pretty delicious, actually. I never put it on toast. So I just, you know, dab a finger in there. I guess the Canadians don't get their fluff fix. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> no, we don't need a fluffer. We uh, do stuff for ourselves. <laughs> um, oh, sex joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a sex joke. Um, all right, we got a lot of questions today. You guys want to just jump into that? Yes. All right. Uh, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or by email thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, first one comes to us from Kayla. She asks us, would you rather adopt a, the kid from Brightburn or better watch out? Better watch out because I can kick his ass really. <laughs> Another kid will snap your jaw off. Uh, I would adopt the kid from Brightburn as well because I definitely think you could train him to do some stuff for you and he would help out around the house you know he can like lift the couch when you need to sweep and all that fun and like all that fun stuff so it would i had to move this our tv broke and i had to move it yesterday and the thing weighed like fucking 150 pounds so i definitely could have used them uh yesterday and joe is complaining that the tv is so small and tiny and it's not Well, yeah, our TV broke, so I had to bring in the other TV, which is a 32-inch, and it's like a baby TV. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta upgrade that, dude. Yeah, well, we had we had a 55 in here, and it broke yesterday, so I had to bring in this 32-inch, and it just, just, it's just not doing it for me. So Black Friday's coming up. I told Sam I'm not going anything less than 70 inches. Well, Amazon has a deal right now. Pretty cheap TVs. Look at it. Oh, uh, get a 4K maybe, yeah, well. HDR. Ooh, all right, Steve. What do you got? Don't you have like an 80 inch? 85. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh Steve's <laughs> like. He's not. He's not counting or anything. <laughs> well, I just just got it right, and uh, yeah, I, I love it. It's it's funny because I had a 55 before, and I put that in my family room, and it looks so tiny in comparison. Whereas right. I used to think it was huge, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to think when I was a kid, we had a 20 inch, like that was our main house TV. So, yeah, I guess we're just getting spoiled now. Yep. Yeah. Um, as for me, I would I would go with uh, Todd here. I adopt. I'd rather adopt the kid from Better Watch Out because, you know, I tell the kid from Brightburn that he can't play Minecraft tonight and he rips my spine out of my body and that's the end, you know? So, yeah. Uh, what about you, Sam? Who would you adopt out of the two? Um, I would agree with you and Todd. Good girl. Joe, think, Joe thinks he can control evil Superman. <laughs> yeah. 
Joe can't control no one. Wow. He, he can't even control I, you. He's not going to do <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> All right. Her next question. Would you rather be stranded in the middle of the ocean, like in open water, or the ski lift in Frozen over the closed weekend? Ski oh, lift. Oh, God. oh, man. Ski lift. Ski lift. I, I would do the, the ski, ski lift, lift too, yeah. Because, like, at least the ski lift, you have a, I feel like you have somewhat of a chance to survive. In fact, doesn't one of the people survive in? Yes. So, yeah, you, I, it, whereas open water, you're fucked. Like, you're just, if you're just out in the middle of the water, you ain't surviving that. Yeah, your chances are slimmer. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you guys ever watch The Reef? I haven't. That was actually that was one of the ones we were supposed yeah. that uh, came up on our uh, Shark Week episode, but it didn't mm. get enough bolts. But I definitely want to watch it. Yeah, it's like a more like violent version of Open Water. Mm. Um, all right. Her next question comes to us from Josh. He says, "Did the squad like House of the Witch?" I've never seen it, and I've been wanting to watch it. I keep seeing it pop up on my uh, my on-demand feature, but I've, I've yet to jump on and watch it. Yeah, same for me. Same. Sorry. <laughs> was, Sorry he the one we, was he the one we disappointed last week with Dementia 13? <laughs> Possibly. Oh, yeah, I never – I forgot to watch that. I'm adding that to my notes right now, though. I'm going to – I watched it. Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be my what watched. Okay. I'll wait to see what Todd says then before I decide. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, and I haven't seen it either, so unfortunately can't comment on that. But I will add it to the very growing list of movies that people recommend. I am watching them slowly, though. All right. Next one comes to us from Chuck. Uh, if you could see another tale brought to life, what would it be, already made or not? A what? Like Sleepy Hollow. So oh. like another like myth, mythical story. Hmm. I don't know. None. Wow. Just joking. Uh, I will say The Babysitter, even though it's been done a bunch. I just can't think of anything else. Ooh, actually, no. The urban, the one in Urban Legend where no. the guy's in the back seat—that's a good one. Or the one where uh, the guy like escapes the mental institution, and he hides under the girl's bed, and she thinks it's her dog. Oh, uh, yeah. that's a good yeah. one. Which one's been a short story? In the neck. Which one? Oh, the ribbon. In, that's um, scary stories, right? Was that scary stories? That no one. It wasn't. Okay. Well, it could have been. I just remember it from camp. Fire Tales or something Campfire like that. Tales, Tales yeah. by the Campfire, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember that one? The one where the girl has the ribbon on her neck? And, like, mm -hmm. yep. she, like she, she has the ribbon on her neck, and she, like, she, like, ends up, like, falling in love with this kid, and they, like, were high school sweet. Not even, uh, like, they were, like, kids, and they, like, lived their whole life together, and she always had the ribbon on her neck, and then when she's on her deathbed, she finally takes the ribbon off. Her neck and, no. her head, and her head just falls off. What? That's not it? No. All right, you, you explain it better then. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I... Sounds cool. She's on her right. hospital bed. She's on her deathbed. No, she's not. Okay. Well, she's her on head her... falls off. <laughs> she's on her honeymoon bed. <laughs> yep. I like, I like the dog licking the hand one. Yeah. That one's always been pretty scary. 
I don't, I don't think you can do a full length feature though with that one. Probably not. Yeah, the solid like um, you know, VHS. I mean, ABC's of Death or something like that would be good. Definitely. I think I'd go uh, Beauty and the Beast on this one. I just think uh, it'd be really cool to see a horror version of Beauty and the Beast. No, I need to do my rant again where Gaston, he isn't wrong. The Beast deserved to die, and Gaston was the normal hero. But no, he had to die. He was a traditional Disney prince, man, and then they had to little switch gears on him. But hey, this guy's living in a castle. He's essentially enslaved his entire population that lived there, and he breaks fucking dishes and their human spirits. If you look in his little closet, he's got a bunch of broken ones, so he's a freaking maniac. And then kidnaps, <laughs> kidnaps Belle, right? So yeah, him and the townspeople, I side with Gaston on this. I would join Gaston in his quest to kill the beast. Because fuck that guy. It's a good point. I would too, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking on the uh, from the other the outside looking in, the beast definitely seems like the bad guy. Absolutely. So I'm with you, Todd. Thank you. No one fights like Gaston. But he wasn't always a beast, though, guys. Well, he was a prince yeah. that... But, but like, if you're the townspeople, like, if, like, they think, like, that'd be like if you, like, if someone, like, kidnapped you, like, we would obviously come, like, looking for you and try to rescue and save you from, like, the beast. <laughs> Little does she, do you know that if she's I taking beast dick? Of my own castle. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next question. Um, best and worst Tim Burton film? Best and worst? That yeah. one's easy for me. I got it right away. Um, I hate his version. Well, actually, it's not that easy. I, I think Alice in Wonderland and um, Willy Wonka are both equally terrible. Um, I hate them. I hate them both. But his best is Edward Scissorhands, man. I love that movie. Um, best, I got to go Batman Returns. It's a good one. 100%. I think that's his best movie he ever do- he's ever done. And then worst, I would probably have to go with uh, Alice in Wonderland. Um, but... Uh, Dark Shadows is that the one he did with Johnny Depp? That wasn't. I wasn't a fan of that one either. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say worst is Willy Wonka. I don't really remember that one too much. Um, and then favorite would be Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, my favorite. Ooh, it's a tough one. It's. I would probably go Edward Scissorhands. Um, but it's very close with Batman. I really like the original Batman. Um, as far as worst, I would also say, well, c- kind of what uh, Joe said, I didn't like Dark Shadows at all. Um, just didn't interest me at all, so that would probably be my personal worst there. I do gotta and, say, though, Ping- Penguin, like, screwed with me for a long time. Like, terrifying. Penguin? Really? Yeah. Oh. Dan DeVito, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I remember it, but I, didn't, I don't, didn't scare me as a kid. It made Fucking well, you're, you were like 19 when you saw that movie. So <laughs> I don't hear it. <laughs> and now Colin Farrell's going to play the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't look like him at all, but I guess that's the point, right? All right. And his last question is a fuck, Mary kill. Oh. Uh, Christina Ricci, Helena Bonham Carter, and Winona Ryder. Oh, the Tim Burton trio, huh? Okay. Uh, I would... I think I would marry Christina Ricci. Um, bang Winona and kill Helena Bonham. I gotta go with... Um, I'm gonna nail... Oh, what's 
her name? Not Chris. Say him again for me real quick, Steve. Uh, Christina Ricci, Helena Bonham Carter, and uh, Winona Ryder. Okay, I'm going to nail Winona Ryder in her Stranger Things time and age. She's a MILF in that. I'm going to marry Christina in her Sleepy Hollow outfit. Oh. And then I'm killing and I'm killing Carter because I just think of her from Fight Club and I'm just like, eh, no. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Who are you marrying? Why you guys gotta kill the lady? <laughs> <laughs> hmm? Which lady? Helena yeah. Bonham? Yeah. Um, just because she's the one I find the least attractive, I guess. So how I would go by about it. Everything's about looks, boys. <laughs> Um, I'm going to marry Winona, kill Christina. So you're killing Helena too? No. Oh, wait, you're marrying her? I thought you said you were marrying Winona and banging Christina. Killing Christina. Oh, killing Christina. Oh, okay. All right. Um, For me, I would definitely marry Christina because she was my age and had a huge crush on her since I was a kid. Uh, I would bang Helena Bonham Carter. There's something about her that I really like. Um, and uh, I, I would kill uh, one on a writer. Um, all right. So the next question comes to us from All Things Spooky. Kind of a question, movie suggestion for you to watch. Have any of you seen Drive Through 2007 with Leighton Meester and Penn Badley? It's a really terrible but good <laughs> horror comedy, I'd say. Would love to hear your thoughts on it. Can't say I've seen it. No. Drive through, huh? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I'm surprised with having both Uh, of those people in it. I'm looking this up. Who are those people, Sam? Um, from Gossip Girl. No. Well, Penn is from um you, which we've talked about a few times. All right. Excellent. All right. I'll So that's that's a thing. Another one to the list. Um, she continues saying, also, I recommend Eden Lake as well. Has anyone watched that? Keep up the great work and love the podcast. Yeah, Eden Lake's awesome. Great movie. Very disturbing. Is that Fastbender? Fast yeah, Fastbender. Yep. Right. That movie will make you, like, so mad when you watch it. it. It's so a little good. bitch in that movie? Who? Isn't Fastbender like a little bitch in that movie though? Uh, not really. It's just like the little like the kids that like uh like torture them are just like so like annoying, but it's done uh, really well. But things um her saying her talking about dri- her her him, I'm sorry. Um talking about drive through made me think of Fender Bender. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Nope. Yes. That's like a just sci-fi so original less. thing. Acting like you know about it. I mean, I've seen it. Thanks to me. It is thanks to you. Um, yeah, Fender Bender is uh, really, really good if you've never seen it. And it's a. Uh, I know that. That's a Screen Factory release, actually, not sci fi pictures. So oh. Yeah, that's one I think you don't hear a lot of people talk about, and it's quite good. Um, our next question comes to us from Kate. She says, Would y'all ever play a Ouija board, or have you ever? Uh, I have. No, no and no. Yeah, Sam has. Sam has a really good story. I think you've talked about it on the show, though. Yeah, previously. I have, and I wouldn't again. Mm-hmm. Go back to the host episode. I think Sam has a really good uh, Ouija board story on that episode. 
Yeah, that was a great episode with all the ghost talk. I haven't, and I never will. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I, I have definitely played a Ouija board uh, in the past. Uh, the, I guess the weirdest thing that happened with it was I was playing with my aunt as a kid, and she asked the question, um, give us the name of someone who's going to be a very special girl in Steve's life. And it came up with a name called Gabriella. I'd never heard that name before. I thought it was just like Gabriel. Like I, I knew uh, Gabriel, but never uh, Gabriella. And I thought, that's a, such a fucking weird name. I, I don't know. It's weird. So a few years later, I met someone called Gabriella, and we became really good oh. friends. So, uh, yeah. That's the only Ouija board story yeah. I have. Anything else, nothing really happened. But I don't really believe in the Ouija board. I think uh, it comes down to if you stand there long enough, uh, one person just starts pressing it the slightest bit. Momentum is going to bring it to wherever someone wants it to go. So Yes. I, too, am with you on that, Steve. I I've never experienced anything using a Ouija board, and I would use it again. And until it's proven otherwise that it's real or I have some sort of experience with it, I would continue to use it and with no fear. Well, you're the first one to die then, Joe. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I, you know, I always think about stuff like the person who probably invented the Ouija board, you know, made this whole board to context the dead and get in touch with the spiritual side and here we are in 2020 you could buy a fucking pillow with a Ouija board on it and right store like no no problem you know yeah. it's just uh, it's weird how things like that kind of evolve I guess over time um all right our last question oh no we have two more questions uh our next one is from Rich he says can the current generation of moviegoers appreciate the nuanced appeal of the overwhelming tide of a slow but seamless endless horde of zombies Wow. So basically, he's asking, uh, does today's audience, can today's audience enjoy a movie with slow zombies? Because it seems that all the movies with zombies now are always, always fast. So, yeah. 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 It's a good question. Um, I think, honestly, that, that is a really good question. I, I think, like, a common audience now probably can't because they don't have the patience for it. Whereas, like, Horror fans definitely can, but your normal everyday audience probably not. Um, no, I I think I disagree. I think if it's a good movie, it it doesn't matter what kind the villain is, whether it's a sexy vampire or classic uh, zombie. I think if it's a good movie, then people like it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for me, Rich and I actually spoke about this. He's my best friend, so we had a discussion about zombie films because I recommended one of the movies I'm going to talk about on my watch day to him, which is also Fast Zombies, and we're talking about how we don't see slow zombies anymore. Uh, I can't even remember the last film, like, movie, that had slow zombies in it, at least, you know, popular movie. I'm sure there's some indie ones. But then I thought, if I look outside of movies, the most popular show on TV is about slow zombies. Right. Yeah, very. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, in that regard, yes, I think, like Todd said, if there's a story to back it up, uh, I don't think it matters if the zombies are slow or fast, as long as the story behind it in the movie or TV show is great. So, yeah. But I, Todd, what, what was what would you say is the last slow zombie like movie that came out that was you know semi popular, like, like mainstream theaters? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, shoot. Like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> does the does the uh, dead don't does the dead don't die count? 
No. no <laughs> um, I would say Land of the Dead. That came out in 05. I think that was after Sean, right? Yeah, well, yeah, they were around the same time. But yeah, I, that's why I told him Land of the Dead and Sean. Well, he said Land, I said Sean. They're both around the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but since then, it's been pretty all much fast. all fast zombies. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we're da- maybe we're due for uh, a resurgence of slow zombie movies. Yeah, but then we do have The Walking Dead, which you know has been going on ten right. seasons. So uh, I guess that's why season, people right? stopped. Sorry, it's the final season, right? Uh, they have a half season left of season ten, and then one last season after that. Well, uh. of the mainline one, there's two other spinoffs and three movies coming out. So it's definitely not dying anytime soon. Um, all right, and our final question for now, we do have a few uh, Sleepy Hollow questions a little bit later, uh, is from Mandy. She only asked us one this week, and it's the obvious one. Recommend a movie with the letter T. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> all of them, except for Leatherface. No. Uh, yeah, Leatherface sucks. No, I'm not. I'm only recommending the first and the remake. Uh, you gotta watch two again, man. You need to stop saying you will and do it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, the thing. Oh yeah, classic. Original, definitely not classic. the sequel remake thing, prequel thing. Have you guys speaking of well, the thing? Uh, have you guys watched um season two of uh, Eli Roth's History of Horror yet? Maybe that was gonna no. be on what watch show? God. All right. Well, no, it could be on yours. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fantastic if you haven't watched it yet. So. It's not going to be online, so you can talk about it. That's all I need. Uh, Tammy uh, and the T-Rex. Yeah. I like that one a lot. The three, though. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, if you look it up on uh, like on Google, it's all the movies that start with that. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, yeah. I, I, never, I don't know about you guys, but if it's a movie with that, I never... Like do that in my alphabetized uh, no. DVD section. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I never understood why people do that. I got one. Terror Train. Ah, uh, I hate that movie. Do you? Yeah. Let's like hear it all. David Copperfield. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just it's find a, it boring. It's, it's a fun one. I think it's a fun one. I like yeah, the costumes. A, it's a it's a decent a prime slash. Family. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie looks Lee. good in it. Young Jamie Lee, yep. Uh, um, I'll also I'll also throw out Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Okay, never fan like of that it. one. Oh, I like it. Uh, the Toolbox Murders. Um, yeah. Original is pretty remake cool. Remake or did you like the remake? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, the sequel to the remake is terrible. Don't watch that one. But I think the original is a little bit more. Well, of course it is. It's in the seventies, so it makes like it's more greasy, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, Town that Dread the Sundown remake is superior, but the first one's good too. Oh, t- Terrifier is. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's a, and, yeah, it's a deep, good uh, little slasher. I'm ex- yeah. I'm looking forward to part two. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that'll give her a, a good idea what to watch. And hey, that's all the- I forgot one. What do we forget, Samantha? Trick or treat. Oh yeah, classic. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm. Todd's not as much on that one. Huh? 
Todd's one of the few that is not a big fan of it. That movie has really like become that's love too. That's love. Movie, yeah. Sam's become such an icon, which it's really interesting for a movie that only had one movie and is uh, especially like for an anthology movie too. But yeah, it's really. I I do say it does capture the essence of Halloween really well though, and I think that's why you know the fans have really clamored onto it. Oh, speaking of trick or treat, um, they're doing a Halloween movie quiz every day for 20 days and if you get it like they have one screenshot of the movies and little do they know that i'm like they're super fucking easy um (laughs) but they did a shot from trick-or-treat of the bus and i doubt anyone knows that because it just shows the kids in the costumes i'm like all right got this one down yeah i'm gonna get i'm gonna get that 50 dollars gift card (laughs) that's my favorite that's probably my favorite story in the movie too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like the um Werewolf girls. Just because yeah. I like the girls. Yeah. All, all right. right. Well, that's all the questions we had this week. So, well, uh, and a couple Sleepy Hollow ones later, but uh, for now, that's it. So, we're going to go into our favorite Deadly Grounds coffee ad. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? What you been watching? Well, I guess I'll go. I'll act like that question was directed towards me. Um... All right, I watched, based on listener record, I believe 1964, I might be wrong about that year, Dementia 13, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, it is it is a weird one. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's very 60s, so you got to get that. Uh, the music is very like that era, and it's about, it actually starts with a guy and a girl, uh, maybe mid-30s, something like that. Where she's like, you coming to bed? And he's like, no, I'm going to take the boat out. But the boat is like literally a tiny rowboat, so it's kind of funny. Um, she's arguing with him and badgering him about like his mother who's rich and she's planning to give all her money away to charity and naturally the girl wants a piece of it so she's like that's fucked up blah 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 he ends up dying of a heart attack and she uh, on the boat and then she disposes of his body bless you thank you <laughs> You're welcome. so he gets she gets rid of the body and then goes to his family and just like forges his like a letter saying like he had to go to business or whatever so she's trying to Basically swindle herself into the family to convince the mom to um, not donate the money. Meanwhile, someone is killing off the family members with an axe. Um, would I recommend it? No. Um, because it just wasn't my speed. And I was kind of bored throughout it. But the kills actually were like very... Um, not sh- I, I guess I'll be shocking. Shocking for the day and age because they showed some really good effects with it. Um, so that for that, I would recommend it. But I'm planning to check out the remake to see if that's an update or uh, an improvement or not. So thanks for the recommendation. Um, but yeah, not my style. All right, Todd. All right. I think I will. Maybe I will. I think maybe I'll check it out and just see. We shall. We shall see. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll watch the remake since you did the original, and I'll report on that next week. But all right, my first one tonight. 
is the 2020 release that Steve just talked about um, the other week. And he said for me to check it out because he thought maybe I would, it would be something I'd be into. And that is 2020's The Beach House. Uh, the Beach House is about a young couple who go away to um, a family beach house for the weekend um, where they encounter an older couple who are already staying in the house um, who I guess were like old family friends. Um, the four of them end up taking uh, edibles together that night. When the, uh, the edibles start kicking in, stuff starts getting weird as like fog starts, uh, like a this huge like fog kind of takes over the town and stuff. Um, and they all kind of start feeling like effects after that from the fog. Um, they pass out, they wake up the next day to find out, I guess that I don't even know what it is, but I'm going to call it some sort of alien takeover is happening. Um, uh, like all over this, uh, small beach town and, uh, I'll leave it at that. And, uh, I gotta say... Steve was not too keen on this one. I actually enjoyed this one quite a bit. I would say this was almost a better version of The Color Out of Space, um, which is one we reviewed um, earlier this year with Nick Cage. Um, I think The Color Out of Space had a lot cooler um, visuals and stuff like that. However, I think um, this one handled like the cosmic weird stuff like a lot better and was taken a lot more seriously and didn't have crazy Nick Cage in it. So I think if you're into Lovecraftian style horror and stuff like that, I th I would recommend this one. Um, it's definitely not perfect. It definitely has some serious pacing issues here and there. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. And I would, uh, I would recommend it to Lovecraftian horror people. Anything, Sam? Maybe. Oh. Have you guys ever seen Lords of Salem? Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Okay. Actually, um, I, that's a lie. That's a lie. I, I, I turned it off when there were a bunch of naked old ladies sacrificing a baby. Are they normal? Oh, God. I turned it off. All right, I turned it off. Okay, well... For me, being as big a fan of Rob Zombie as I am, I never saw Lords of Salem. Just because, I don't know. But a lot of people said they didn't like it and that it's his worst movie. So I was like, I just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Um, and then I hurt my back this weekend, so I was glued to the couch. And I just wanted to watch something that was already on the TV screen, like Amazon Prime or whatever. So I was like, well, let me watch Lords of Salem and see what it's all about. And I unfortunately didn't finish it, but that's because our TV broke, which Joe talked about before. So I definitely need to finish it and I'll report back next week. But so far, I I like it a lot. And I'm really, I was telling Joe, I'm surprised he doesn't like it just because it's like having to do with witches and naked women. That's like his thing. <laughs> um, but I, li I liked it so far. I liked Sherry Moon's character that she was like an independent gal 
working at a radio station, living in Salem. She had a dog, you know, like we had a lot of similarities. <laughs> um, there were some parts that got a little weird and I was like, oh God, this is gonna, this is where people were like, this is why it's the worst movie of Rob's, blah, blah, blah. But I liked what I've seen so far. So I will, I'll conclude my opinion next week. I'm going to rewatch it this week for next week, Sam. I told Sam I, I think you also, should. I told Sam I also want to rewatch it because mm. when I I've only seen it one time and I kind of already went in with a preconceived like notion about mm. it. Um so I I am going to go in now with a clear head and uh no bias and see, and see how I feel uh 10 years later or however long it's been since I've seen it. I mean, I will say and I forgot that D Wallace was in it and I liked where she Sherry's character went down to um the lady's apartment and there I felt like they just could have done a whole movie based on I don't know, it's hard to explain, but anyway. All right. Um, my first movie this week is over on Netflix. It is a 2020 film, uh, and it's hashtag alive. Now I'm not going to say too much about it because there's a possibility we might review it uh, at some point. So I'm not going to give too much away, but basically it's, it's a Korean film. Um, it's kind of like Train to Busan if, but from the perspective of a, like a 20 year old video gamer who's stuck in his apartment. Um, so it's like the same type of crazy fast zombies that Train to Busan had. It's in Korea, so you have that connection as well. Except instead of being a group of people on a train, it's really this kind of lonely, uh, you know, twenty-something gamer who's not very good at doing anything. Uh, relied on his parents for a long time, and he's not good at surviving at all. And it's really interesting because I felt like I could relate to that character. Um, especially like when I was in my twenties, if there was a zombie apocalypse happening out there, I feel I'd be just as useless as he was. And it's really interesting to see how he deals and copes with the apocalypse, uh, in his own way. Uh, so it's, it's really funny in some parts and it's really interesting. It's well acted. Uh, the zombies are really cool. So there's a few things that are wrong with the film, but overall, I really, really, really enjoyed this film. And that's why we might review it at some point. But if we don't, I'm just letting everyone know, you should check with, check it out. It does have a stupid title when you look at it at face value, hashtag alive. But once you watch the film, you understand what the title is about. And it kind of makes more sense. And it, it's kind of clever. So I would say definitely check it out. It's over on Netflix. So, yeah. I actually want to watch that, Steve. Because just seeing the trailer when I watched it on Netflix, I was like, oh, I feel like this guy's doing a great job at acting, even though I only saw a brief moment of it. But that makes me more excited to check it out. Yeah, and there's a lot on his shoulders because uh, there are very few characters in this film. So he carries a lot of the film himself. And for a movie like that, I think he does a great job. Uh, I reviewed one you know, what watched in a previous episode called The Night to the Wor the, That Devoured the World. Mm -hmm. And it had kind of the same premise, but I didn't feel a big connection to that guy. Whereas this guy, you know, hashtag alive, I felt more like this is how a gamer would react in this situation. Like he does the yeah. same mistakes I feel someone would do. So I highly recommend it. I really enjoyed it. Cool. All right. Um, this was a recommendation by, I believe, I don't know if all three of you saw it, but I know Steve and uh, Joe did. Butterfly Kisses. Sam, did you watch this one? 
The obviously not. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, fun fact. I hurt my back this weekend, too. So, <gasps> twins. God, we really are twins. Yeah, Friday night, and then Saturday, I was like, fuck. Um, all right, Butterfly Kisses 2018 on Tubi? Yeah, to, or, or Prime, one of those. Um, I believe... Okay, so it's kind of a tricky one to explain, but... There's a filmmaker that finds a box of tapes and naturally has some crazy shit on it. That on the tapes was a previous filmmaking student and her partner that were trying to look up, um, like investigate this local legend called the Peeping Tom, where looked down a tunnel um, for what is it, an hour or something like that, something crazy. That you'll eventually see this Peeping Tom character each time you close your eyes, he gets closer until you eventually, I guess, get killed by him. So we're following this filmmaker that found those tapes and he's trying to make a documentary about it and he in turn is being followed by a documentary crew to you know watch his stuff um i think the better movie here is taking away the documentary that's following our director um i didn't really think that was necessary to be honest with you and i thought the better film is about peeping tom and more of that stuff because i kind of wanted to i think steve said this or john or whatever the better story was like the peeping tom stuff and I also did not like the director character at all. Um, just super uh, conceited, I guess you can say. And just like a piece of shit. Like he let his family like go poor and he had to leave them and things like that just because he was chasing a pipe dream of being a filmmaker. Um, and then I also found it strange how hostile the entire um, like ghost hunting organization was to him considering that they liked this shit. And how just mean they were to him. I didn't really buy that portion. But other than that, I thought it was interesting and a very cleverly written story um, and well acted throughout. So Butterfly Kisses, I'd recommend it. Not my favorite thing, but definitely a middle ground horror movie. Yeah, you're right. Peeping Tom was definitely the most interesting story. And to me, it like that part of it, like I really liked the lore that they had behind him and his explanation and like the shots of him were really like clever. I don't know. I really like that part of it. It's just too bad they focus so much on that director guy for yeah. most of the movie. Too many, too many layers to get through in this movie. Alrighty, uh, my next one is um, another Fifty States of Fright episode, which I have really been championing uh, the last couple weeks. Uh, this one was called Destino, which takes place in. Florida. Uh, this one is about a uh, a group of police officers that are called to a uh, emergency call, and when they get there, they are basically thrown into a voodoo black magic cult uh, type thing. Uh, this one was by far my favorite episode uh so far of all the 50 states of fright um just really great tension in this one um throughout some really awesome imagery and yeah if you're gonna watch any of them i would probably recommend this one um as the best with the yeti one i talked about a couple weeks ago as the second best so yeah check it out uh, my next one is also one we might review at some point, so I'm also not going to say too much about it. Uh, I watched this one over on Shudder. It's another 2020 film, and it's called The Mortuary Collection. Um, this is about a mortician uh, slash funeral homeowner who 
kind of brings a story together where he needs he has a help wanted sign in front of his um mortuary service and this girl comes in and applies for the job and she asks some questions about what happened at that mortuary uh, service so the the guy played by clancy brown who i absolutely fucking adore he was the head guard in shawshank redemption and a million other things um tells her like increasingly scary stories to try to impress her with how scary his stories can be uh, so it's an anthology of four different stories that he tells. And the stories are all pretty interesting. Uh, they all have kind of surprising conclusions. Uh, I was like really into it throughout the whole film. But I think the real uh, good thing about this film is the, main, like the, the story that connects them all, which is uh, Clancy Brown's character talking to that girl at the mortuary service. He's just super good in that role he's a great presenter and that was the part of the story i enjoyed the most so it's not even the actual anthology films that i liked it was actually the one connecting everything together so i would recommend this one if you like anthology films i think it's a fun watch uh not like the best ever i still like prefer stuff like creep show but definitely an enjoyable watch and one i was happy that i did so check it out it's over on shutter all right, uh, so my last one is Puppet Master Part 5, the final chapter. Uh, this one is a direct sequel to Part 4, where in that one there's a young computer scientist that's, you know, trying to find the puppet's power and shit like that, and then these demon things come and attack the puppets. In this one, he's being charged with murder for the victims of the first movie, because or the last movie, because obviously they don't believe in that. Little creatures came and killed everybody. Um, but he gets out from like the owner of his company because he's like a brainiac comes and bails them out and they want to steal the puppets and like kind of make a run for it. Um, but then the super demon, the boss demon from the last one is pissed and he puts himself in a little demon body and sends himself to defeat the puppets, which he does not succeed. Um, and it gets kind of corny at then where uh, too long comes, <laughs> comes back kind of like a ghost. Um, his head like forms on another puppet, which happened in the fourth movie, but it wasn't funny. And this one, it was like really funny because it was just, it was really off the effect and just like, they get sappy, like you are the protector now and stuff like that. Um, still a good movie. Still like solid three out of five or six and a half out of 10, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. So puppet master five and next up is, I think the curse of puppet master part six, I believe. Nice. Love that you're doing, uh, the whole Pub Mess series, Todd. Is that off like uh, your Blu-ray collection or something? It is, yeah. Um, for those of you that don't have the Blu-ray collection, wait till February. Buy it from uh, Full Moon Direct, and they do it half off. It's like twenty bucks. It's a really good deal. Yeah, I'm hoping they do their uh, one to one scale Puppet Masters because I have a few more I need to get. So I hope they do fifty percent off on those as well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. My uh, last one tonight is a fan film that was just released currently um, titled Never Hike Alone in the Snow. Oh. Yes, which if you are familiar with the Friday the 13th fan film Never Hike Alone, this is basically the sequel to that. Um, Todd, I'm surprised if you have not watched it yet, have you? No, I bought the Blu-ray from the director at a con. I still haven't watched it. All right. Um, so, yeah, this one um, is basically, uh, like I said, a Friday the 13th fan film. Um, I got to say the production value on this is very, very impressive for a fan-made film. 
Um, it clocks in around 30 minutes. You can watch it for free on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, basically this one is a story about um, this young 17-year-old kid, basically. The movie kind of opens up with him being stalked by Jason and murdered. And the rest of the movie, um, we are following um, the police uh, trying to find out what happened to this kid um, along with uh, the grieving mother and also uh, in appearance by Tommy Jarvis. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. So I don't want to, because I don't want to spoil too much. Um, overall, I enjoyed this one. I will say um, my main issue with this one is they try to humanize Jason like way too much in this one, which was my main issue with the remake as well. Um, I just don't feel like Jason needs to be a character that needs to get humanized, like, whatsoever. So that really took me out of it um, a lot. However, I do think it is um, still a solid fan film and better than anything uh, Friday the 13th that has come out recently. So um, I, I would uh, I would check it out. All right. Uh, my last one, also a 2020 film. I'm on a 2020 roll because I'm trying to prepare for the year-end episode. Uh, this one is over on Shudder, and it's another anthology film called Scare Package. Uh, in this one, a uh, video store owner uh, has a new employee, and he wants to illustrate the rules of the horror genre to that employee. And he uh, like gives him tapes that essentially have, I think it's seven different uh, short films that uh, make make up this anthology story, culminating in a kind of weird ending where it's part of a short story but also part of the main story that is being told in this video store um i did not really like this one i'd say out of the seven uh, movies that they showed i only liked two of them and not i didn't love any of them it's just like two of them were a little bit better than the others especially having just watched mortuary collection where i really enjoyed it i think this one falls short on a lot of it uh, a lot of the things that they do just don't make fucking sense, and that is something that I don't like in films. Uh, the stuff in the video store just really fell flat for me. I thought there was a lot of potential, but it just didn't work out, in my opinion. And I had heard such great things about it that maybe my expectations were too high, but overall, uh, I personally would not recommend this one. But a lot of people do like it, so I don't want you to deter you from watching it, so... If you want to, check it out. It's over on Shutter. Yeah, I actually I talked about this one maybe like a month ago or something, and I'll double down. I thought it was terrible. Uh, it's it's currently probably sitting in my top five bottom of the year. So, yeah, I'm right there with you, Steve. I need, I need to tri- recommend some other movies. <laughs> I'll triple down. Yeah. I didn't like it either. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, too bad. It, it had a good premise. It just it yeah. was it's kind of like Beyond the Gates with me. I really like that premise too, but that one was flat yeah. for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of movies, um, did you guys see Damien's? You could leave this in, Steve. Damien's uh, post for the Indiegogo thing? No. For, for Time's Up? No. So this one's called On Location, and it's a really cool premise where, and just to preface this, like to listeners, like you didn't ask us to say anything. I just, I'm really into it. But these uh, group of people, they um, do like a company that takes people on tours of famous horror filming locations. 
So I go like Dawn of the Dead, Maul, and, and things like that. And then one of them turns out like, you know, actually killing people. Um, but man, I signed up for, I'll get a screen use prop for them once the movie's done because you're editing right now and they need some extra cash. So super awesome. excited. What's, uh, on location. What's, what's, the, what's the going rate for that, for like a screen use that, prop? That's a hundred bucks. Uh, not bad. Not it's bad. Not bad at all, yeah. Unless I get like a freaking pair of socks, that would suck, but I don't think it could be <laughs> cheap shit. It's only... It's only uh, 10 openings for the prop thing, so I grabbed one of those. I think there's two left, cool. too. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely be having Damien on again soon because he's got a lot of stuff in the pipe work. Um, he's, and, he uh, blew up, man. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of good uh, horror projects, so we'll definitely uh, – we're excited to have him on again, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and actually, uh, we, have an, we have an interview coming up uh, in a few weeks where that movie's actually mentioned, so – uh, check out the interview. There's a little bit, if for the astute listeners of this episode, you might figure out who that interview is, but we'll, I'll let you figure it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll tease, a little surprise, a little surprise for you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, trivia? Trivia time. Bust them out. Bust them out. ready. Trivia questions. <clears throat> Sam, start getting Google ready for your questions. <laughs> all right currently folks sam start getting google ready for a place to move to oh Oh, shit (laughs) start googling couches because that's where i'll be sleeping tonight (laughs) not my couch (laughs) all right with your 30 cm tv <laughs> Currently, Sam uh, has 41 points. Oh, yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> Joe with 62 points. Steve with 71 points. All right, Steve. And in first place, mm. Todd, oh. last year's champion with oh. 77 points. Oh. The, lead, the lead shrank a little bit. I'm not comfortable with the shrinkage. I was in the pool, but... Other than that. All righty. Well, I will, I'll start us off tonight because I got some uh, listener questions um, from our good buddy Chuck, who is a newer listener. Oh. So shout out to you, Chuck. Thank you so much for sending over some trivia questions. Hold up. So, we're, we're, hold up. Were the, were the um, scores correct? Because I remember I had one deducted. Oh, yeah, possibly. I did not uh, fix that. Or did we? Or did we not even add mine because you guys were adamant that Steve had gotten it? So it might have been that. I'm not sure. I don't want to. I'll have to go back. Steve's the one that has been doing the pointage, but yeah. so give or take a point or two, we'll see. Um, all right. So my first question uh, from Chuck is: One of the actors who plays the headless horseman in oh. Sleepy Hollow was Ray Park, who also played this Star Wars Darth film. Maul. Yeah, Correct. For sure. <laughs> I had to yell because, I don't yeah. know, whenever we talk at the same time, the fucking sky <laughs> thing gets interrupted. Todd gets <laughs> Give me that point. point. <laughs> you got it, Todd. Darth so, Maul. No, I got it. <laughs> Steve got it. <laughs> I like how Steve just alters the takes and just fucking puts himself a microsecond ahead. Yeah, Come on to you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll go since I got that one. Um, <laughs> all right. All right, vampires related. 
The John Carpenter's vampires. Oh. What is the name of the motel? Oh, shit. McCready's. Oh, Sun God. Sun God is correct. All right. Damn it. Sam, would you like to go? No. All right. I'll do. All righty. In Sleepy Hollow, what was the name of Ichabod's horse? Oh, Oh, fuck. Um, Question. Gunpowder. Gunpowder. Who is that? That's Todd. All right, Todd. You got a point. Joe, you were going to say Steve right now. I heard you go. (laughs) I was. I don't trust Joe at all anymore. They got like a side <laughs> thing going on. <laughs> all right. Uh, mine are all Tim Burton related Ooh. this week. So the first one is, uh, if I can find it, <laughs> where did I put these stupid questions? Okay, here it is. In, in Beetlejuice, who or what causes the Maitland's car accident in town? Fucking no. dog. Mm, that was close. That was me, clearly. I got it. I think that was me. Uh, I, I kind of heard it at the same time, so I'm going to give you both a point. No! Right. Todd gets it. Listen to the damn tapes. <laughs> I, I will, but I, I'm pretty sure it was at the same time. All right. How dare you, Steve? <laughs> All right. My second question is, Sleepy Hollow was the last film in the U.S. to be released on what format? Uh, Laserdisc. Correct. Oh, good. One, dang! They said Laserdisc and was nineteen ninety nine. Yes, yep. that was the last wow. one. <laughs> okay, it's crazy. I know the VHS trivia version of that one. That's pretty crazy too. Is it uh, was Fifth Element or Twister? No, it's Saw Two for the last. Oh, Saw Two. That's right. Yeah. Tour movie. Yeah, that was like two thousand six or something like that. All right. All right, my turn. Um. Okay. In the original Friday the 13th, what kind of animal is killed in real life on tape? Rabbit. What? what? A A rabbit. rabbit. That is incorrect. Squirrel. A goat. All are incorrect. It is a snake. They chop them. Fine. Fine. Sam? All righty. In Sleepy Hollow. Crane's final line, the Bronx is up, but the battery's down, is in reference to what song? I have no idea. <laughs> um, Wait, is this the movie or the book? The movie. movie. Why was she saying anything about the book? <laughs> <laughs> um, I got your back. Uh, shoot. I'll give you a clue. I'll hum a little bit for you. Okay. Is it is it uh, New York? New York. Do what? I think Joe got that. What is it, Joe? New York. No, Todd. He did not. What did you say? Is it is it beat it? Yeah. Joe got it. Damn it! Why you gotta play me like that? Because he saw my hand motions and knew what that signified. All right, you guys ready? Yes. yes. Sam, I wrote this question just for you. No! Ooh, pressure. Yeah. Pressure. <laughs> Which Backstreet Boy Sorry, appears in Edward Scissorhands? What? Backstreet Boy? Mm-hmm. What the hell? 
Wow. Nick Carter? That is correct. All right. He's a background extra in a scene where a little boy like is running through the town. All right. Oh, wow. Love it. I knew I could count on you, Sam. Huh. All right. My final question tonight is a is it real a two parter? So you oh. get one point for the first part, and then you'll get a, an extra point if you can name everything. Oh. So my first, the first part of this question is, how many movies has Tim Burton and Johnny Depp done together? Oh, Four. Five. Todd. Uh, I'm gonna count real quick in my mind no. if that's if that's allowed. That's allowed. Six. You're a guest, fool. Let's see. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands, Dark Shadows, um, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, fucking Alice in Wonderland. That's four. Um, uh, this one. So five. Incorrect. No. Yeah, he, also, he also did the uh, answer, answer is eight movies. Oh, wow. And the eight movies are Edward Hands, Ed Wood, oh, Sleeping Ed Wood's Mall great. Movie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Corpse Bride, yep. Sweeney Todd, Alice in oh. Wonderland, and Dark Shadows. Yeah. If you haven't seen uh, Ed Wood, that's a great movie. That's a great film. What's yeah. it about? It's about a director, and John Depp plays a director, and he's like, um, he's like really bad. A, a, D, a D list, yeah, yeah, director. It's excellent. Johnny Depp is so talented. Uh-huh. And hot. Is it? Is he still hot? I think so. Okay. What do you have a second part to that, Joe, or did you have to get the? No, first? it was if you guys got it right. It was name. Whoever got it right would have been name. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. All right. The uh, Italian film Demons takes place in what type of building? Movie theater. That is correct. Yeah, I had a here, Joe. I wasn't sure if Steve had seen it. So I apologize for that. No, I haven't. It's fine. Uh, I should have seen it. Is what? <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's I'm really not worth checking out, in my opinion. But I agree. It's, it's love. It's universal love. People, it seems to be a, a classic people love, but... It's not one I loved. Well, I mean, the, the gore is good, but the story <clears throat> is like, eh. Yeah. Sam? Alrighty. In the novel Sleepy Hollow, what was Ichabod Crane's Teacher! <laughs> That's my boy, Todd! <laughs> I, I like how Joe asked this like two weeks ago. <laughs> so... But I'll take the point again. All right. Last question of the day. Which actor who once played a legendary horror character plays Willie Loomis in Dark Shadows? Christopher Lee. No. Ah, boo. I've never watched Dark Shadows, so I don't I have no idea. Yeah, I was guessing based on the legendary the horror character. <laughs> yeah, because he's the judge and uh, Christopher Walken. No, you guys aren't even in the same. <laughs> it's one. Of, it's a. It's an eight. I'll give you a hint. 
It's an 80s legendary horror character. Robert Anglin. No. Can you say the question again with the reference of the 80s? Sure. Uh, which actor who once played a legendary 80s horror character plays Willie Loomis in Dark Shadows? Dark Shadows came... Well, it's not going to be Donald Pleasance because he was dead by then. Which is not 80s anyway. Kane uh, Hodder. No. No, nah, he's like like 2000s, isn't he? 90s? Uh, Alright, give it up. Okay. You, you, were, you were on this, the right track, Joe. Uh, it was Jackie Earl Haley. Ah. Fuck him. <laughs> well, it's true. He played legendary 80s horror character. Oh, you little, you little turd. <laughs> you tricked us. He did. It trickster. Hey, the, the, the question was fair. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> I, I gave you a Backstreet Boys question. I know. I, I had to dig deep for that one. I'm just teasing. Did you know yeah. that answer, Sam, or was that a guess? Um, I think I knew it, but I wasn't confident. <laughs> okay, still got it. All right, all right, Joe. I I didn't. I think we're all done. Oh. oh, well, I'll give you guys a bonus. Ooh. Okay, Sleepy Hollow. Uh huh. Who wrote Sleepy Hollow? Daniel. Oh, uh, uh, Daniel. The, uh, Washington Irving. Correct. Steve gets the point. Oh, nice job. All righty. Unless anyone has any bonus questions, okay. Sam. Got one point tonight to go to 42 points. Joe got three points to go to 65. Steve got three points as well to go to 74. And Todd Mm. got four points tonight Ah. to go to 81 points. I'm busting through 100, baby. I'm coming for it. All right. We'll see. We still have a couple months left. So we shall see, Todder. The trick is have a high confidence level so you guys doubt your answers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All righty. Should we do a little horror hey, news? I actually have a um, request to the listeners. Oh, all right. Let's I know it. we've played around with like different kind of games and we're going to be doing bingo and all that stuff, but a lot of you guys have said that you like our trivia section. So if you have any ideas for games that would make sense on the podcast medium, let us know. Because that's my favorite segment as well. So it's kind of hard, though, like to do games like that over, you know, chatting. So if you have an idea, let us know. All right. Maybe, I should, maybe we should like read titles in a foreign language and see if you guys can get them. I don't know. Ooh. I, don't I like the I like the taglines, but it, they're so hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Are you guys ready for a little hard news? Sam. Yes. Are you wearing panties tonight? Why? Because if you are, they're about to get pretty wet. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, Joe. Oh, wow. because, <laughs> because, they already are when talking about Damien. Because, because it has been announced. Stop! Who is it? Shia! That one of your favorite shows, Dexter, oh, yeah. and Michael C. Hall is returning for a limited revival. Oh, yeah. Yes, that is correct, folks, as Showtime has announced that they will be bringing Dexter back to life. 
with Michael C. Hall, of course, to reprise the title character. Um, this will be a 10-episode revival. Um, we'll also be bringing back the show creator, Clyde Phillips. Um, so THR reported the show will be a continuation of the original series, which ended with Hall's Dexter Morgan going on a self-imposed exile as a lumberjack and living a solitary life. Uh, spoilers, sorry for those that haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, the show will premiere sometime in fall of 2021. So yes, you Dexter fans. I gotta admit, I've actually never watched the whole series of Dexter. I only watched the first couple seasons. So is it worth it to me to come back and yes. watch it before this revival? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, so happy man. that you're doing this. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it can't be understated. The Dexter, I loved the Dexter's TV show. The Dexter finale is by far the worst finale I've ever seen of any TV show ever. It is. It was so fucking bad that it was almost like a prank that they were playing on us. So <laughs> it was. I, you, I can't even like. Not only. Were the effects bad in that one episode? At one point, they're holding a baby, but it's so obviously fucking a do- like a doll. There's everything about this episode is like the worst I've ever seen. So I'm really happy they're coming back and with the original crew, uh, not the people who did the last two seasons. So super excited. Did you, did you say Joe that they're picking up right where they left off, or is that still under wraps what they're doing? I uh, you know according to this report, it says they are going to pick up right where it was left off. Uh, I hope they're gonna retcon that somehow. Maybe they still can. You know, yeah. Who knows? That, yeah, I agree. That that was just whew, like laughable on every level. Like just ridiculous. That that original ending. So we'll see. All right. Well, Sam, those panties are gonna get even wetter. Why? Because I have another big story. I know you're really gonna enjoy. All right. So, oh my God, folks, it's a flood in here. I can't believe it. Um, All right, Sam. Pick up your electronics off the floor before they get shorted out. And what is another big piece of news here for you fans of I Know What You Did Last Summer, Amazon has ordered a television series with James Wan to produce. Yes, that is correct, folks. We are going to be getting a I Know What You Did Last Summer television series it will be premiering on amazon uh sometime next year um the studio um said they will be uh focusing basically on the exact same storyline of four teenagers that being stalked by a a um, mysterious killer so yeah what do you guys think i know you did last summer the television series what channel is it gonna be on it's gonna be an amazon original oh I don't know. I mean, I would hope it'll be good, but what's another show that's on Amazon that you're watching? Um, what about The Boys? Is that oh, Amazon? Oh, The Boys is, yeah, The Boys is great. I don't think I've watched an Amazon show before. Have well, I? The Boys is fantastic, and it's like top-level uh, production quality. Okay, so, so, I... so is The Watchmen. Okay, so I'll be looking forward to it then. Is The Watchmen on there? I thought that was yeah. HBO. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, it's on HBO. What am I thinking of? Oh, it's The Boys. I'm probably thinking of then. Yeah. Uh, or The Man in High Castle. That might be awesome. Oh, I love that show. That that, that finale is kind of rough, though, on that one. Yeah. That was a man. I'm sorry. Uh, I said Man in High Castle. The finale was a little bit rough for me. Yeah. No, I know, but that was an Amazon show, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Amazon has high high quality production, so yeah, they're they're. I think I think they're becoming in the Netflix that was Netflix before they kind of started showing out crap in my opinion. Um, but they're spending like a ton of money on Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, All right. Wait. Well, we'll we'll keep you guys updated on. I know what you did last summer, the television series. But Sam, what? you're gonna need to change those panties. Stop talking about my panties. <laughs> because Jeez, what's wrong with you? your girl Emma Roberts. We know you love her. No, she's abusive. She is? Uh, we've talked about this. Evan Peters. Oh, okay. But go on. All right. Well, it has been announced that Emma Roberts is now producing a new vampire series for Netflix. Um, the series will be titled First Kill. It will be centered on the blo- on blood-sucking vampires. Um, they are describing this as a young adult one-hour television series based on a short story um, by the same name titled First Kill. So um, the series should be coming out sometime next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. Well, now you're on board. I thought you was abusive. I'll have to check my facts. All right. All righty. All right. Next bit of news here is... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, we reported um, most recently that um, the movie is the current. The new movie is currently in production. Well, they have just released the official poster for the movie. Which um, have you guys all seen this? Because it looks pretty amazing. If you haven't, the poster. Yes. Yep. Pretty awesome, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it looks well, good. Yeah, yeah, no, very cool. Um, so they have officially announced um, the movie will be returning in 2021. Um, no official um, exact release date yet, but uh, the film will be a continuation of Toby Hooper's original 1974 classic. Um, they are treating this as a reboot rather than a remake. Um, the cast is led by maybe Sam will know some of these people because there are a lot of young actors. I feel like uh, Elsie Fisher, Sarah Yarkin, Mark Burnham, Moe Dunford, and uh, Jacob Lattimore. Not by those names. No. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's it right now for uh, your Texas Chainsaw news. Um, also, for you Simpsons fans, um, due to the Major League Baseball um, playoffs running a little later, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror will now premiere the night after Halloween. Um, it was supposed to air, of course, um, this past Sunday, October 18th. So if you were looking for it, um, you will now have to wait, unfortunately, until November 1st for your, uh, fix of this year's Treehouse of Horrors. Do you guys still watch Treehouse of Horror? It's like the only Simpsons thing I watch every year now. Nah, I haven't watched it in a while. Mm. All right. Alrighty, alrighty. Uh, all right, and the last bit of news here is for you um, trick-or-treaters out there. Actually, Todd, we uh, you weren't in yet. Um, are they allowing trick-or-treating for you guys this year? So far, yeah. Yeah, you can take the kids out? Yeah, hell yeah. All right, awesome, yeah. Uh, all right, well, for those of you who um, are looking to trick-or-treat, Reese's has announced they have a robotic standalone door going around um, local neighborhoods 
um, for trick or treats. So keep an eye out for the Reese's trick or treat door, a hands-free way to get, um, treats. You can follow the Reese's, um, Instagram page for all information um, to see if it is going to be coming to a town near you. But um, three motors power the door directed by a remote control. Uh, the nine foot door features a built in Bluetooth enabled speaker that activates once trick or treat said and a king size Reese's candy bar will appear through the mail slot from a retractable shelf. So a very fun uh, little thing for the kids this year during COVID time. So Maybe the Reese's Trick or Treat door will be coming to visit a town near you for Halloween. Uh, and that is it for Horror News this week. Constable Ichabod Crane, sent from New York to investigate murder in Sleepy Hollow. How much of your superiors explained to you? Only that the three were slain in open ground, their heads severed from their bodies. Taken by the headless horseman, taken back to hell. He rode a giant black steed to look at him, Major Blackman Cold. Even today, the western woods is a haunted place where brave men will not venture. We have murders in New York without benefit of ghouls and goblins. You're a long way from New York, Constable. Is everyone in this village enthralled to superstition? We have many things to talk about, even in this backward place. Excuse my manner. I'm not used to. Female company? Murder! The killed again! The assassin is a man of flesh and blood, and I will discover him. Are you so certain of everything? Perhaps there's a bit of a witch in you, Katrina. Why do you say that? Because you've bewitched me. Okay, 1999 Sleepy Hollow, directed by Tim Burton, starring Johnny Depp as Ichabod Crane, who is a constable. Um, and he's kind of like at the forefront of the police force trying to use new techniques, new scientific methods, things like that. He's trying to revamp the justice system. So you can tell the other cops are like kind of annoyed with him because he's kind of like, you know, uh, I guess you would say liberal, progressive and stuff, things like that in 1799 where a lot of things are brutal. So they send him to Sleepy Hollow where a series of murders are happening. And it turns out that the murders are by a headless horseman who is the spirit um, of a guy that was like a mercenary um, a couple years back, or 20 years back, actually, where he was just like pure evil. He just liked killing for killing and war for war. Um, so eventually they caught up with him and cut off his head and buried him. And he's kind of like a blight on the landscape. It's kind of like, you know, turning things a little bit bad in that area. Um, so Johnny Depp is trying to figure out, you know, if it's an actual spiritual thing if it's a flesh and blood person um there's a side love story between him and christina ricci 
who's like the daughter of like like the town head honcho. You got my my boy from Starship Troopers, Casper Van Dien, who's like the town. Uh, it's kind of like a Stan, I guess. He's like the town, like home, like guy. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. He's like the town yeah. guy. Um, and then there's like some more family intrigue and political intrigue thrown in. And yeah, so that's my synopsis for it. Um, I actually saw this in the theater when it came out back in '99 with my sister, my mom, and uh, my sister's friends. So that was that was a pretty cool memory. Um, I liked. This is my third watch, no, second watch in about four years or so, and I definitely liked it a little bit more than I did last time. I think it's overall a good movie, but I'll let you guys speak on it now. I, too, Todd, saw this in the theaters um, when it first came out as well. Yeah. Um, And uh, I have not seen this one in quite a while, but I had found out Sam had never seen it, so I was, like, super excited to revisit this one and rewatch it um, with her. Yeah. so yeah, it had been a while. I remember really enjoying it, though, when I did see it. Um, and on a rewatch, I really enjoyed it once again. Um, I think this is like a really great movie, actually. Um, I love um, just the atmosphere of this whole movie. I just love the the town of Sleepy Hollow. It really You really do feel like that small town feel um, to it. I love the storyline of just the small town i guess corruption going on and stuff like that um it's just kind of a i guess whodunit clue style thing of who is controlling the headless horseman the headless horseman looks amazing in this movie um it's actually quite brutal too like fucking there's going to be about like 15 or 20 head decapitations in this movie um they did not hold back um and yeah i mean overall i i really really enjoyed it and uh there's definitely some more stuff i want to talk about but I'll, uh, I'll save that for a little later. Uh, so like Joe mentioned, uh, I don't remember seeing Sleepy Hollow. Um, I fell asleep in the middle of it, but I really I liked what I saw. Um, I thought it was pretty brutal for it being, I don't know, I feel like it's a kid's movie. You think? Sleepy Hollow, yeah. Well, like the cartoon was, yeah. This is, I guess, more of like an adult version. Well, I feel like, like most retelling. parents let their kids watch it and then not knowing. But it's rated R. Well, yeah, I didn't know that until I was watching it. I told Joe, I was like, this has to be rated R. But anyways, I liked the um, Headless Horseman. He was cool. Um, I liked it. I can't really complain much about it. Except the Headless that, Horseman. That's my Christopher Walken impersonation. Oh my gosh. That was, that was um not good. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> hey, I'm the headless horseman. Horseman. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um yeah, my my thoughts echo kind of what all of you said. Uh, I also saw this in theaters in nineteen ninety nine and it was one of the first DVDs that I bought, like probably in the first ten that I bought, so I've seen this a lot. And I probably watch this every two years on rotation in my kind of Halloween, you know, lead up uh, pile of films that I just really like watching around this time of year. So I've seen this probably like 15, 20 times in my life. And I still to this day really enjoy watching it and always kind of look forward to watching it. Uh, One of the things that really impressed me of, of this film all the time is just the sheer star power in this film. I mean, if we're looking at uh, historical movie characters, 
we got Dumbledore, Alfred from Batman, the Emperor <laughs> from Star Wars, Johnny Rico from Star Starship Troopers. Uh, you know, it's just like fuck. It's just so many great actors in this film. Uh, it's actually it's super crazy when you see them all on screen in this like one ensemble cast. Uh, I also echo what um, Joe said. The town just feels real, and that's because they actually built the town just for this movie and then demolished it right after filming. Oh, bummer. Uh, and I think that's it. Really shows that you know it's an actual town that they're you know filming in, as opposed to using just sets that are like kind of half built. Uh, I love the kind of black and white in white aesthetic that the movie has. Uh, this is like typical Tim Burton, and I really dig the type of style that he puts into his film. So uh, this movie is just another example of how brilliant, at least he used to be. I find his later movies aren't as uh, stylish as they used to be. But um, yeah, I adore this film from top to bottom. It's a, it's a fun film. What was his last movie that he did? Uh, he made Dumbo was his last movie, I think. That's a that's a freaking, that's his movie? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think so. I'm almost sure. Let me check. I here. think you are correct. I believe it. It was well, Dumbo. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I don't um, know. He, he used to have, like, Batman, uh, Edward Scissorhands, Ed Wood, like, all yeah. that whole era was just all really kind of dark. And what I like about Tim Burton that I actually talked about in my thesis in film school was that Tim Burton's characters, the good guys are dark and the bad guys are light. You know, uh, Batman is dark, Joker is light, Edward Scissorhands is dark, the town that didn't like him was super bright and i love his play with colors and stuff so uh it's just interesting that i just love his aesthetic nice yeah uh, i'm gonna mirror what you guys said um i, I it's just everything about the film visually is is fantastic like especially when he, he cuts that guy's head off and he still runs it's such a cool effect mm -hmm. um all like the fog rolling in and you know shutting off the lamp uh, the the torch. Um, good movie. It, it's a it's a little predictable though, to be honest with you. Um, when you see like the family man, you're like oh that fucker's dead. He's he has a family. And he loves them. Like he's not gonna make it. It's a little <laughs> bit of stuff like that. Um, and I, I seriously still get bummed out when Casper Van Dien dies because he's such a fucking badass character. He's the only one in the that mans up and attempts to take him out, even when he gets wounded. You know, the horseman doesn't want to fight him, and he's kind of annoyed by him, <laughs> and, and he still good after him. He gets cut in half. Yeah, his kill's thing. brutal. I mean, it's probably the most brutal kill in the whole movie. He gets fucking yeah. sliced in half, and it's just like, that's a great uh, image, too. I mean, I don't know, like, what they used for that. They must have used just, like, two dummy parts, but it looked fucking awesome. It's badass, yeah. And yeah. It, it's, it's super funny how Christina Ricci's like, oh, he's dead? Cool, I like this fucking nerd. Yeah. So, like, she moves on pretty fast. Yeah. What did you uh, guys think of Johnny Depp's portrayal as, like, Ichabod? Did you think he was a good choice? I loved it. Yeah. I, I think he's, he's he's excellent, and he's he, he plays a little mousy character very well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty yeah. good. He has, like, some great comedic moments in this, too. Um, like, throughout, like, little small pieces, you know, like how he's, like, afraid of the spider and... Um, the, my favorite is like when he, after he sees the headless horseman for the first time and they, they come in and like, he's like all panic talking about it. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. just like great little, like there's not a lot of comedy in here, but the comedy bits that he did put in, I think work really well. Well, what didn't you like about it? Honestly, there's not much I don't like about this movie. Um, I mean, 
I'm trying to think. Like, there's like little nitpicky stuff. Um, I think they could have introduced the witch um a little better like when he goes into the woods with the witch i feel like that whole scene is like really rushed and i think it could have been handled better like i think the build-up um to like her reveal and stuff like uh it just happened too fast and i think if done a little slower it could have been a lot more effective for me anyway yeah um for me i think some of the names were getting confusing when he's trying to tie the, the mystery together. Sure. Uh, you know, it's a lot of Van Tassels and Van Brunt and Magistrate and Steenwick. And it's just like, I don't know, the names were kind of like confusing me as to who was what and what everything was going on. Um, so that was one thing. But that's a really, you know, that's part of the, I think, the novel. So, or the story. And I guess that's why, because it's a Dutch kind of story. Uh, so that was definitely a, a little bit of a nitpick there. I agree with you, uh, Joe, with... Uh, the, the witch and some of the elements that maybe they glossed over a little bit more than they should have. And uh, I know this is a bit of a nitpick, but I'm tired of the movie cliche where the villain explains the entire oh. like uh, <laughs> plot uh, yeah. like to the final victim instead of just killing them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she does exactly that. Like, she explains everything. It just seemed a little too convenient <laughs> that she's explaining everything, so... Yeah, but, yeah, but not, oh, yeah, it's just little Netflix like that. Nothing overly, you know, I hate it about this film. Yeah, that's actually my main problem with it is, like, the five-minute, this is why I did that, and that led to him. I'm like, what? And I think, <laughs> I think maybe that was thrown in because, like you said, the names were so confusing. Maybe the audience, like, who the fuck is this? Um, so you kind of needed that, to be honest with you, because it was fucking confusing with everybody right. in there. Yeah, there's so many, like, names. I mean, it's a very, like, it's not complex, but they make it seem more complex than it mm-hmm. is, you know? It's just, like, all these, like, moving parts, though. And it is cool. Like, I do like that they did that. But, yeah, like, all of the names are very similar, like Van Garrett and Van Tassel uh, and stuff like that. So I-, I could definitely see, like, how the confusion definitely um, arises there at the end. But, I mean, were you guys surprised or did like i know you said there was you found it predictable todd so did you predict that this uh you know woman was the killer the the well, stepmom I, I don't remember my thoughts on it when i saw it first um but yeah. my eight-year-old predicted it <laughs> so like yeah he's like i think it's uh the wife yeah oh, okay we'll see <laughs> so yeah but you, you kind of knew that something like that had to have been the reason it's they they pushed you to that you know right well i see like i remember i i actually distinctly remember when i first saw this in the 90s i they obviously pushed you to think christina ricci was like the Mm -hmm. bad character and i did kind of go with that at the time um like rewatching it now obviously like i didn't see that as much um and you know knowing the outcome now after a rewatch they really do hint i feel like a lot that um the stepmom was the killer, um, but not enough where it was super predictable. So, so ex- explain it to me. The, the stepmom was with Christina Ricci's dad, right? And then the dad, her husband, banged this girl and impregnated her and then married her? Uh, it's, it? it's like they're so, yeah. I mean, so basically what happened was like there was a, some sort, there was like a secret marriage that was done, which would have 
um, left her with all of the fortune. And in order for that to like, basically like the stepmom killed her and then like everyone else that would have taken like um, the fortune, like right. she killed everyone. So she would be the one to end up with the fortune in the end, basically. But isn't isn't the easier option for the guy to just divorce that woman? I you mean, know? yeah, I mean, I don't that, That's where like the, it is like there is like I'm even a little confused about the entire like story <laughs> like line of like where like everything was done because obviously like i know i just remember like the big piece of it was this secret marriage that basically the whole town covered up right which kind of convenient yeah <laughs> right. maybe well steve you've watched it numerous times it's are we missing something no no that's basically it you know, <laughs> yeah yeah that, and yeah that, that's kind of the whole thing of the movie mm-hmm. is that they, they make all these like big connections that seem complicated because of the way they're presented but isn't that complicated if you really think about it it's just the way it's presented i think it's just a lot of it's that a combination of the names being so similar and not really paying attention like they don't put a huge emphasis on who everyone is you know um Mm -hmm. the only reason i can distinct who everyone is is because i recognize all those actors and i don't know if that was a conscious choice at the time uh, of that's why they cast so many like kind of known actors. Um, it's just that's how I recognize everyone. Oh, that's the dude from you know uh, Harry Potter, and that's the dude from uh, you know Stay Tuned, and that's the dude from Beetlejuice, and that's the dude. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I don't know if that was a thing to play with it, but yeah, it was like a com- it's an easy story that they overcomplicated maybe a little bit for this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he doesn't fuck around, man. He kills a kid in this movie, which, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> which I thought was, like, super dark, and I was surprised, like, that went there, especially, like, in a Tim Burton movie. I've That's going to be, like, the darkest thing he's ever done in a movie. I mean, that was... I was not expecting that, and that was uh, pretty disturbing. Well, I mean, he killed all the kids in Charlie and Chuck Factor, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's a little <laughs> more, so. like, you know... They don't die in... <laughs> They don't die in Charlie and Chaco factory. Yeah, that's what they want you to think. Well, well, you see them at the end, coming out of the factory. Oh, do they? they yeah, they're the all remake. fucked. Yeah. They're all like fucked up, though. Are well, they? They're, they're blue. They're yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're, but they're fine. They're they're alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to get into the questions we have? Sure. So uh, the questions come to us from Kaylee, who is a big fan of this movie. Um, why is Christina Ricci so unlikable in this film? So, That's did you guys find Christina Ricci unlikable? Sam? All right. Why, I, why, why I did you find what, her? I don't know what it is. I even said that before the movie. I was like, I don't like Christina Ricci in this, and I've never even seen it. <laughs> I I didn't find her unlikable. I thought she was fine. Like, I, I didn't find her, like, overly unlikable or anything like that. Like, I think she was, I guess because, like, she was trying to defend her father. I've seen she burns, like, the the paperwork and is, like, very secretive, but... I mean, like, obviously, she's just trying to defend her family. Um, and then you think she's evil, but she's really trying to protect Ichabod with these protection spells and stuff. So, yeah, I, I personally had no problem with her. Well, I'm going to go back to her. Well, how do you think she was, her character was supposed to be? Yeah, Sam thought there might have been a little she, pedophilia she, stuff going on. Yeah, I, I was just going to say she was 16 at the time. And I don't know really? how old Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, I don't know He's how old got to be older than that. He's yeah, way, old. yeah definitely. way older. Yeah, well, see, even, that's what I thought. I was like, that's kind of weird, but 
And then when I was looking on the trivia stuff, Johnny even thought it was weird that her character, that Ichabod had known that character since she was nine years old. And I'm like, well, he probably was like 19, I bet. Was this from the novel, though? I mean, if he was going off the novel. I don't care, Joe. (laughs) That'll make it right. Well, but I'm saying their ages may have been similar, even though they look older and younger. Yeah. Yeah, He was 33 at the time, so... Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> right. That's more than weird. But, I mean, if their characters, I guess, were supposed to be close in age, it's not as weird. No, that's I'm saying I don't think their characters were were close in age. That's what I'm saying. So you think it was like a cre- like creepy thing? Like, not to defend it, but it was like 1799. So, like, I feel like older men always, like, married younger girls back then. It was like more than Well, one enough. Life, but... <laughs> enough. Yeah. <sighs> Time's up. Time's up. <laughs> Enough. Wait, wait, wait. So Christina Ricci, the actress, was 16 during this, or her character yeah. was 16? Well, it, it went, when the movie was released, she was 16, so she's probably 15 during filming. Oh, no. That's make that's kind of weird, because she's like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they have like, her cleavage all out and yeah. out? Uh, wait a minute. No, this is 99, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm mistaken. She, she was 18. Oh, okay. I, was, I don't know why I had 96 and had... Yeah, no, she was 18, but still. It's still. It's still. Inch in your pants over there. Hell yeah, <laughs> that changes things though. Hmm. Uh, you know what? She gets over Casper Van Dien way too fast. <laughs> uh, she's a bitch. <laughs> she what? Got over like her boyfriend there, Brom. Like he dies, and she's oh. like, I don't. Re-. She's like, I didn't really care about him. I like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but did you did you find her unlikable, uh, Todd? No, I, I thought she was fine. I, I, I didn't. I think her uh, her accent was a little yes. rough at yeah, times. Yeah. But that's, right. That's just a, you know, nothing to do with the character. She looked weird as a blonde, too. I mean, maybe yeah. because yeah. I'd grown up watching her in Adam's Family. That she kind of had like an so. albino, almost like an albino look to her. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a little <laughs> off putting. She look ghostly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Her next question is What's your favorite scene in Sleepy Hollow? Ooh. I'm going to say the uh, church scene where he's trying to get into the church. Okay. I like that scene. And he throws, like, the axe down and, it, like, disintegrates because he can't cross. And then that kill was awesome when he throws the uh, the piece of fence in and fucking sucks the guy out. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I just find that funny. Um. My, I got two favorite scenes here. One where he chops off the guy's head and he, his body continues to run for a couple steps. It's really cool. Um, and then when Casper Van Dien and Johnny Depp are going two versus one on the yep. bridge and Casper's trying his hardest, but he ends up getting chopped in half. Yeah, that's great too when like he's on top of the bridge and like yeah. jumps down like and lands behind them. That's a, that's a great scene. That is a great part. What you got, Sam? I liked when the horse kept jumping in the tree. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that tree to the dead is awesome. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. I love when he's chopping at it and mm-hmm. the blood's like splattering in his face. That was great. Yeah. Um, for, for me, I, I like the scene where he's about to do the autopsy. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's just that it's a point in the movie where I was really kind of into it and trying to figure out what was going on. And I, for some reason, I really like uh, the Headless Horseman's like backstory. 
just seeing Christopher Walken and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. And I wish we had seen a little bit more of who the character was before he became the Headless Horseman. Yeah. Um, all right. And her last question, she says, the screenwriter wrote this in seven. Would like to know which one was your favorite of the two. I'm clearly a big fan of the movie. It's so underrated. Uh, seven was definitely the better movie. I think seven to me is like a perfect ten out of ten. I love that movie so much. So I'm I'm going seven. Yeah, me too. It's it's a different quality and different style, but I'm going yeah seven. Yeah, uh, seven's in my top five films of all time. So definitely yeah, seven. It's also one of my rare ten out of tens for. Kind of horror, but uh, I don't know. There's a, always a debate whether it's a horror film or not. I it's think it horror. Is. Some people. Don't I'd say, so. yeah, I would say it's horror. Close yeah. enough. Anyway. No, exactly. Um, what about you, Sam? Have you seen Seven? Um. Since I fell asleep, I feel like I can't really give it a full rating. Saw my bow six point eight. We weren't rating yet, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. what did Todd do? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He said seven, and so did Steve. Seven movie. Oh, it was what movie did you like better, seven or? <laughs> Why are we comparing those two movies? Because the uh, screenwriter. Oh, was oh, sorry. I saw. I just heard seven, so I thought we were already rating, and it's <laughs> it's like past time for Joe to leave for work. So, um, leave me alone. All right. Yeah, I, I feel uh, that may, maybe we should review that one day because I feel people don't talk about Seven enough. Like, is for that as great of a movie as it is? Yes. What's in the box? They quote it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's something we should uh, revisit at some point because it's yes. a great film and people never talk about it for some reason. Yeah. Except this week because it was like the 25th anniversary or something. But and other than that, it's oh, well. great. Is John Doe? Oh, yeah. Everyone was great in that film. Yeah. It's a fantastic film. Yeah, everyone, Joe. Sorry. Everyone. <laughs> all right, so now are we ready to rate it? Sure. I already gave my rating. Is that all our questions? Yeah, that's all the questions this week. So all thank right, you. Right. I knew, I think I saw someone write about what they, about the, uh, if we thought the baby was decapitated inside the stomach, like if he, like, went in there and decapitated the baby too. Maybe after I checked, but uh, yeah, if he, he he said yes, right? I mean, he didn't. He hinted at it. Yeah, he yeah he. I I think I didn't think they didn't want to graphically detail the fact that he cut off a baby's head, but yeah, yeah. Uh, th that's why he's he stabbed in the stomach was to get that head as well. Yeah, oh, wow. which is even darker. <laughs> so, right. <yeah. laughs> so you get a couple ki child killings in this movie, uh, but all right, yeah, I'll start. I'll rate it. Um, I yeah, I mean I really like love this movie. Um I think a lot of it has to do with nostalgia too, because I saw it at like when I was like eleven or twelve years old. Um and it's just always stuck with me. And uh I think it's a great Halloween time watch, which is part of the reason why we're reviewing it now. Um and yeah, I'm gonna give it uh I'm rating it high. I'm going eight and a half on this one. Oh. Sam dropped a six point eight on it. Yeah. I'm going to hit it with a solid seven. Um, yeah, not a bad seven, a solid good seven. Or a three and a half on Letterboxd, which is, I don't still don't know how to fucking compare the, <laughs> how those. 
Yeah, I was actually happy. So I follow Letterbox a lot, which you should follow all of us on Letterbox, by the way. It's Horror Squad mm-hmm. Todd, Horror Squad Joe, and Horror Squad Steve. Um, I, I saw your score, Todd, which was two and a half stars, I think. Is and it? then I saw that it rated you rated it higher, like a couple days later, to three and a half. I was so happy to see that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you liked it again. The second That's time. when everyone. So I was like, all right, increase this. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I'm closer to Joe on this one. Uh, I'd be like an eight point two five. Not quite an eight. Not quite an eight point five. But eight point two five. I really enjoy this film. Uh, it's one like I said. I watch at least every two years, o- over Halloween time, and uh, yeah, I'll keep doing that because it's a fantastic film. Horror Squad approved. Hell yeah! And next week is our Halloween episode. What, what are we doing? Uh, we are still up in the air about that, but it is going to be <laughs> Halloween fun for all. Um, we'll have to do like a special segment for for a Halloween. But if not, there's uh, we have a couple of things we we have to see. We have a possible interview. Um, if that interview falls through. Um, we're going to be doing some of our favorite Halloween movies, going to be doing a poll. And if the interview goes in, we'll be doing a certain movie, which we won't say yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we'll have a few special announcements for the pod on Halloween. Oh yeah. And we're going to have a special uh, giveaway. We have a couple of movies to give away, um, Mm -hmm. for the Halloween episode. So definitely tune in for that. A couple of Blu-rays. Yeah, and and for seeing, uh, you know, if unless something weird happens, you might hear a uh, better quality audio as of next week because we're doing some changes in the background, and I think next week we'll be ready to put them out and make this podcast sound a million times better. So, big episode for Halloween next week. Cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah, thanks. Um, bye. See ya.